Okay, I have been putting this off. I've been, I've been on Facebook. Man, I tell you, that, that is a black hole there, um, staring at cheesy couple photos. So um, anyway, on that note, that's a nice introduction. Uh, my name is Ben Hoover, and welcome to Radical Humanity, and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Honest. And I don't know what part I'm going to call this because I recorded... One, and I don't know when I'll post it. Actually, I recorded two, and this is the fourth one. So, um, yeah, so welcome to my podcast show, and the, this is a series within the series, as I like to say. In fact, I have a lot of little series that I'm doing, uh, one in particular that is coming up in the next month or so um, that I'm really, really excited about. I did a lot of work on this. Um, and it's the series all in the Beatitudes, and there it's these blessing statements, and I, um, I unravel each line, and man, I tell you what, is that quite a journey, and an incredible emotional, sacred journey for me, um, and really kind of assembling all of my, a lot of my thoughts and influences, and and therapeutic experiences with clients, and my own personal endeavors, and piecing that all together, and putting it in these eight writings and eight um, podcast recordings. So um, stay tuned for that. I, again, I am, I, yeah, I'm so pleased with those and enjoyed those. So it was, it was quite a journey. Uh, anyway, um, but I'm, I'm excited. I, <clears throat> I was actually going to record this in the morning and I was kind of rushing because I was uploading all the other podcast episodes on my website um, and, and, and in preparation for eventually publishing those. And, um, but I was really, I've been really excited about this episode and I'll tell you why. I, um, you know, something shifted for me. I love doing the conceptual pieces and, and incorporating some of my own personal story in those and I will forever do those because I, I love, love talking about the big picture and philosophical, psychological, theological concepts and bridging those together. Uh, that, that's, that's quite enjoyable, and, and, and I'll continue to post my poems and reading my poems and giving some background commentary to them. But um, <clears throat> I've, I've, I don't know, I, I, this is kind of a different form for me, just talking about my life and my experiences and sometimes I think have I haven't I not been have I not been doing this but then I realized no you know I haven't I haven't really kind of um, really focused on my personal experiences and gone off of that maybe here and there in an episode but um, let me be honest here I uh, well that's I mean that's the name of the podcast episode so I hope I stay true to that but um, you know uh, after I posted the first episode of Let's Get Honest, I mean, I I opened up. I opened about ex girlfriend and pain and porn and anger and fear and confrontation and losing friends and you know or the potential of losing friends, clients for being for speaking the truth and sharing um, sharing my thoughts and ideas on certain things that would be uh, kind of um, uh, in opposition to how other people might see things. And anyway, and I you know when I posted that. Man, was I rattled. It, it, it really... I came close to almost deleting it. 
I because I thought, oh my god, I mean, I just put myself out there. I'm exposed. I'm um, to to the world, to friends if they listen, and and uh, and I started to get really self conscious, and I started to get paranoid in a way. I started to worry about what other people were thinking, and friends in particular. I went and helped a friend move, um, or or not. Kind of not move, I mean, help repair their new house and stuff. And I was all concerned about anyone who listened or just saw the advertisement for it. And, um, man, I tell you what, like, I, this insecurity just came over me. And eventually, you know, that passed. And I, and I, there was the, you know, there was this, um, kind of, I mean, it was my voice. It was this voice that stirred in me that said, don't, don't do that. Leave it. Um, and yeah, I, again, it, it was, there was a couple of moments where I was very, I, I was towing the line of, of, uh, extinguishing it. And I'm really glad I didn't. And I have this friend and colleague and man, she's put a couple of notes on my desk when I, when I go into my office and I've yet to share my appreciation to her in person, um, for what she wrote, but there's these, there's just these very sweet notes and, um, you know, just really her expressing her appreciation and really enjoying what I'm sharing. And, and she expressed on this, on, uh, this, this honest, the first honest episode, um, that that was her favorite one. And, um, that just, man, I mean, how do I put that into words? It, it was just, I don't know if you ever have these moments where you, you go through sometimes these storms of doubt of what the hell am I doing? Like, why the fuck am I doing this? Um, and, you know, I mean, who cares? Or, or man, I mean, what if people just leave? They, they, they say, see ya. They, they exit out of the friendship or whatnot. And, um, you know, and, or I get judged for, for, for what I put out there, which I have. Um, and, and then there's these moments there's these there's these serendipitous moments. I don't think they're accidental, where something something just pierces through all that doubt and questioning, and uh, it 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 fuels it fuels me enough. Not that I'm you know I I need that to keep going, but it was just it was enough to kind of put more gas in the tank, and and it was very encouraging and. Um, and, and, and it just, it, it kind of stamped that, uh, that realization for me of, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep talking about this because the reality for me is, you know, and I don't, I mean, I know there's like thousands of podcasts out there. So it's, you know, this is just my thoughts. I, sometimes I wonder how often it is that people really go into their life. And I, I don't mean in a way that they just rant and judge the world and, give, you know, some political soliloquies and what they think people should do. And, but there's really a, uh, they're just an honest exploration of themselves. And, um, you know, cause I, for me, I, I like, I could talk about the events of my life, which you would be bored as hell with. But for me, it's the experiences underneath the events that, that man, that gets me going. That lights me up. I like that stuff. You know, I could be, it could be going for a walk, but there's something subterraneous going on. There's something beyond just it being a walk sometimes. 
um, or just being a conversation or just going to see a movie. There's, for me, I'm always connecting the dots on things. It's just how my mind works. And, um, and so I love kind of going into that. And for, so for me, I, I really, I'm actually, I get more excited about sharing these episodes and recording them, actually. I don't know what's going to come from it. I got notes prepared just to remind me. Um, you know, uh, just a couple things. Uh, so yeah, so thank you to that friend, by the way. Um, I, I keep I keep the people in my life that I talk about anonymous. If you listen, you know who you are. Um, but uh, but yes, so that was really special. Um, where am I going? Oh, I saw nineteen seventeen the other night. I so I didn't have clients. I usually have clients at seven o'clock at night, and that. I kind of just don't want to see a movie too much later after that. And uh, and they had canceled, and so I thought, man, I am going to go see a movie. And I've been wanting to see 1917 for a long time, and I want to see it in the theaters. And boy, and I saw it with a couple friends, and boy, was that a cinematic delight. Was that a feast for the eyes, for the, for the, whole, for the whole sensory uh, um, uh, sort of circulation system going on in me um man it was this it was a single shot that they did I don't know how they quite did that um some kind of magic going on but it was just this very immersive experience of watching this um gentleman who lost his uh his uh military buddy as they're going to send this message um and have to kind of travel through very dangerous territory while the Germans are uh, kind of strategizing and pulling back but you know waiting for the uh, waiting for the the opponents the enemies their enemies to um, to kind of attack and and so and this gentleman is just traversing across uh, I mean it's just a harrowing odyssey of getting to this uh, to this coast to tell their uh, military troops, this other military camp, uh, to, to not press forward. Anyway, um, oh, it was, it was amazing. And I, it was so immersive that, <laughs> that I thought, man, that's the way I want to live. Maybe not with all that danger, but that's, I mean, just the way he kept going, the way he kept pushing through even the obstacles. I mean, it was, it was intense, life-threatening uh, in a lot of ways many moments and it was so immersive that I I, uh, I I it was almost if I was in the in the movie itself only in my in my life as I was walking through the hallway uh, going uh, heading out to the doors to leave and stuff I you know I imagined myself being uh, in that war zone so it was just like that it was it was it was uncanny parallels anyway um on that note, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, I've been processing grief and processing this relationship, and, um, you know, I'm, I tend to over-process, um, but in this case, it wasn't that scenario. It wasn't this over-analytical. Um, as I shared uh, in a, a prior episode, honest episode, I um, found myself embracing that I wasn't over my ex and that I didn't want to say goodbye, that I didn't want her to go away. And I felt at peace about that because I kept judging that and fighting against that, and that caused so much anxiety and chaos in me. 
what there was a similar this it was a similar incident and uh and I wanted to talk on that cuz that was equally as uh, enlightening and profound for me and freeing and and that's what I've experienced with myself is that when judgment when I stop judging myself when I stop evaluating myself on good it's good bad right wrong should shouldn't um I embrace myself and this peace takes over and I feel completely free just allow myself to be where I'm at I don't force myself to be uh, beyond where I'm at or to get over something or it shouldn't be there or that actually is what causes more of the warring, the, the internal warring. But in this, um, this experience, um, so uh, le- let me give a little background there. Um, so when I was in this relationship, and I won't go into the details because quite, it's quite the story. Um, maybe one for the cinemas one day. But um, it's, so I went to Ireland for two weeks. I'd never been in another country. So this is all very new. And, uh, and I'd love to talk about those experiences one day because uh, there was, man, did I grow uh, during that time. But, uh, but the first week, um, my ex, well, who was my girlfriend at the time, um, although I don't know if she would say it that way at the time. Anyway, that, that's, won't get into that. But she came for a week. So we traveled Ireland for a week together. And then I had the, the, the second week to myself. And I did traveling all, all um, solo. And, um, and, and, and the thing is, is she, she wasn't from this country. So her hometown was somewhere else in another country. And, um, and, you know, of course, that created, obviously, that was the main issue that created problems and the disillusion uh, of our relationship. <clears throat> Disillusion, not illusion. And, well, it did disillusion it too. Anyway, um, and, and so, so during this week, it was actually really incredible, and it was a really special time together, and intense, and, um, and there's so much happened between us, and it, it felt like, it felt like we were together for, for months and months, and, I mean, that's, that's how much, and it was condensed in this time together. And, um, and the last day was the worst day ever. Yeah, I wanted to make it so special. I put this pressure on me, and of course she could feel it, and I wanted to be so special. And the reason why was because I, I wanted to make such a mark, I think, on her end uh, that, uh, that we would keep this relationship going, that she'd want to come back, that we'd want to keep doing this. And, um, and so there was all this pressure, and you know, I got manipulative. And anyway, during that day, um, when we got into a fight, and, uh, and then, you know, I, I left, I left the room and I ended up, uh, just walking in the streets of, um, of Derry, and, oh, which I love Derry and I want to go back, but I was, I was in my shorts. I think even the shorts I'm wearing now, I was in my shorts that I sleep in, in my shirt. I was in basically workout clothes in Derry in November and I'm walking the streets just, frustrated, pissed, like, what the hell just happened between us? Trying to figure out what's going on in me, and I knew I was starting to beat myself up, and I knew that that means I'm angry, and I was, you know, and I, you know, was angry, well, uh, even though I turned it inward on me, I was angry at her, but I was angry at, I think I was angry at something else, but I, at the time, I thought it was her, and, and I'm walking these streets for a while, she's in the shower, and I, I go, and I'm walking, 
And I mean, I kid you not, I'm, I'm walking by this church that a funeral is going on. Like people, I, I don't know if they're going to it or I think they were, yeah, I think they were uh, walking there uh, to, to attend this funeral and they're all in dark clothing and overcoats. And here I am just in tennis shoes and shorts and I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. And, you know, and this is freezing breeze going on, but that, that wasn't, that wasn't really perturbing me because um, I was I I was just trying to figure out what was happening in me, and uh, of course you know I get back to the room and we fight and then and then and then that you know and, but her fighting stopped and and she you know became irritated with me and then I just shut down, and I was shut down for most of the day. Um, I remember we were walking across the Peace Bridge in Derry and or no we weren't walking. No, it wasn't at that point that she said it. We were uh, in the uh, walking in the city. Uh, um, I don't know what it was called, but it's this historical site that we were walking on. And she even said, "Are you gonna?" Oh no, she did say it across the Peace Bridge. That now I remember. And she said, "Are you gonna talk to me?" And and I said, you know, I was sarcastic, I think, or you know, I was really passive, and I was like, "Well, I am talking to you," and it's like you're not talking to me, kind of thing. And, um, and then we got to the car, and when we got into our car, I forced myself to cry. And I cried because I knew that she was leaving that day. She was, I was going to have to take her back all the way to Dublin and um, for her to go back to her country. And I, I started to cry, but it was like forced, you know? And I, and I realized I was manipulating her. And, but I, and I kept sulking, and we went and ate lunch, and she goes... She goes, Ben. What what's going on? Like you're 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 all down and heavy and sulking, and it's like let's move on, kind of thing. And I'm like, you're right, I was. And then kind of shifted, but there was still this heaviness in me. And then, um, and then we drove to my next place, which is in Donegal. And man, I mean, what a drive it was on. And we stopped in this national park. I had to see it, even though it was dusk. And, um, and when I go back, I'm going to go back to this place in the northwestern part of Ireland, in Northern Ireland there, that is. And, and then we went to Donegal and, and she, you know, we went up to my room and she fell asleep and cause she was hurting pretty bad and you know, she had a really horrible neck pain. And I was sitting in this other bed as she was, she was taking a nap and I, it was one of the most tormenting experiences of helplessness I felt. Like I, I, I went on the other bed and I want to lay next to her and I, I, you know, I want to let her know I was angry, but it was a very indirect, passive way. And of course, she was sleeping, but I could feel myself. It was like, I don't know if you ever have those moments where like you're in the water and someone's holding you down, like playfully, not, not, not the mafia or anything. Or, um, or you're, they're sitting on you and you're, you, you know, they, they put a pillow on you kind of thing. And again, all in play, but like you start suffocating in a way and, and you're fighting as hard as you can. And that's what it felt like for me was that there was this inner voice, this inner self, this truth going on in me, but I was, I, I held back and it was, I, I remember even talking about it now, it, uh, the, the experience hits me. Um, not quite like it did that time, but it was, I felt so powerless in that moment. And then, you know, we're driving and it was this long drive through the night. I mean, we literally drove through the night. We pulled over in a, like a, I don't know, I don't even know what it was. Maybe it was a gas station that was, that was shut down for the night. 
and slept for a couple hours. And it was like one, two in the morning because her flight was at like six in the morning. And so, you know, Donegal is on the west side of Ireland and, and Dublin is on the east side. And so I'm driving all the way across country, the country there, to take her to the airport. And of course, you know, it doesn't, the, the awfulness doesn't end and she's frustrated and, um, and she got kind of, she got all irritated with me for something, you know, she wanted me to go check uh, on her luggage or, or ask someone. And then I could tell she, she, she just got really angry at me. And it was, you know, it was so, it was so much between her and I it was just so mis a lot of misdirected anger. She was nervous about her flight and, and, and she was leaving and that, you know, that just created so much conflict and issue with us. And, um, so anyway, so that's that backstory. And then obviously I drove all the way back to Donegal. I mean, I had to pull over and sleep a little bit and I, I went back and the hosts were gracious enough to let me stay there longer than I, than really I was, I was allowed or, you know, you know, I had to cut off time. Um, so that was, boy, I tell you what, I got a taste of Ireland that way, but I, so after this breakup, well, the second time we broke up, but but it happened again that time. But also, this this last time, this final time that we broke up, I just would not stop thinking about that day, and and not I would I kept judging myself. There's something off about like I just kept thinking I should have gotten angry, I should have expressed it, I should. I mean, I knew like. I knew now underneath that I was pissed. I was so pissed. And it wasn't even about her. I was pissed. It was about her, but it wasn't like it wasn't like directed towards her. It was a it was because she was leaving. It's because we had this incredible time together. Um and as we, you know, and and then and then she's gone. And that's what happened when she was here in the states, which is where a romance started between us that then she leaves and then we're together and then she leaves and I mean this is this is awful and and so I, I kept revisiting that and it was just so uh torturous it was so torturing tormenting for me um you know because I, I I kept blaming myself man I needed you know I need to say I wish I said it I wish I said it and and I wish I got really pissed and angry that she's going and and um like why didn't I do that and of course we learn about ourselves and our consciousness grows within ourselves when, when we learn in the aftermath of something. And then all of a sudden it wakes up. And then, you know, be, we be, we're able to bring that in the moment. But, but oftentimes we don't learn until afterwards. Um, that's when most of the, the understanding takes place. And then we become more present and that grows in us when we're in the moment. But, um, so in this particular moment recently, that just... Uh, it, it, it just was, it was loitering. It was bullying me. And I felt, I felt so congested. I felt so emotionally clogged and, and something was going on and I felt anxious. And now, uh, just so you know, uh, again, a little bit of background there that when I, um, for me, uh, uh in these last couple of years, I've really waken up to my anger, um, in, in terms of, uh, experiencing it, expressing it, uh, both for myself, just sometimes alone, not at myself, but, but f for me out outwards and, and, 
And then in relationships, friendships, family, all that, like I've taken some big risks um, because growing up, I was never able to share my anger, never able to express it to the person who was shaming me and judging me, who I was angry at, really angry at. I always was, uh, I always get it pushed and uh, I would get shamed more, judged more, um, or uh, my mom would pull away. Um, and, and manipulative and go cold on me. And then I would, I would just fall on the floor and just, uh, lose my shit. I mean, I was so terrified of, of losing her. So for me growing up, then my anger, I would turn it inward on myself and beat myself up. And I, I would feel depressed. I would have this, this vicious, uh, judgmental thinking going on in my head. I would feel myself just sink. Uh, it was just this heavy, helplessness going on in me. I would, uh, a lot of anxiety, a lot of obsessive compulsive tendencies. I would have very interesting phobias. Um, uh, uh, I would even think that I would say profanity at times when I didn't. And, um, I it was just, it was, again, it was so haunting. It was so, so tormenting for me. And, uh, and I would even pull out my hair and whatnot. And I shared that in a video, but I, mean, I want to do a podcast episode to that. But, uh, so this would be the result of me, uh, having to, to stuff this anger in and internalize it. And I would turn on myself and, and carry the shame. And so, so this is, this has been this experience for me, this journey of experiencing my anger. But anyway, for me, when it comes to close connected relationships, uh, well, Actually, any kind of uh, relationship I value and I'm invested in, even with clients. For me, um, when anger would come on the scene, man, I would get so uh, just terrified of that feeling and I would judge it and I, I can't express it and I'd have to keep it censored. And, um, and so uh, the reason why is because I was so afraid of losing the person because my mom would pull away when I would get angry and she would experience me get angry and so she would pull away because she wouldn't let me get angry and confront her because my anger was confrontational, was confronting what was off, her putting her shame and judgment onto me. And so um, so fast forward to this time in Ireland, well, yeah, I was so afraid of losing her. I was afraid of expressing this anger because I was afraid of what it would do to the relationship. And, um, and, but that's how I often would see it. And there's truth to that. But then I realized something else. And in this moment where I felt really clogged, I just, I started to get so frustrated. Like, what the fuck is going on? What is happening? I'm angry. I started to get angry, not at myself, um, although that was kind of happening. I, uh, eventually, I got angry at that. And I started to confront this and this attack on me, this, this judgmental voice going on in me, which, by the way, again, that voice of judgment was from my family, my mom, sometimes my dad, you know, the church, the institutionalized church I used to be a part of. Um, and, uh, and so it just terrorized me, and I got really pissed. And I got so frustrated because I couldn't figure out what was going on, and I got so angry because I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is what happens. It's not like I knew right in that moment. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that that was going on in me, and I was fucking afraid. And, um, and, 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 and yeah, I was afraid I was going to lose her and she was going to go away if I got really angry. And so, yeah, this is my default. This is my MO. And, and so this is something I learned and I learned to survive. So I didn't know, but then this it clicked. Wait a minute. 
I don't know if this anger was about her, me holding back my anger, suppressing it was because I was afraid of losing her. Because if you realize your anger is so connected to your genuine self, anger is for you. It's not towards you. It's for you, meaning anger is this muscle, this strength, this voice that says, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this, what this is doing to me and what you're doing to me. This isn't okay. This is affecting connection and relationship. That's what ang- the message of anger is, is that this rage is that there's some wrongdoing happening that's affecting our connection. I don't like how you're treating me. I don't like this, or I don't like feeling stuck, or I don't like, whatever it is, is that this anger is this fight for connection. It's this fight for, for genuineness. It's this fight for love and care. And that's, that's what it is. And so anger is so, again, it's, it's, it's inextricably connected, fused to our genuine true self. And, um, and it's, it has these messages of what we want and what we desire, the, the kind of connection we're looking for. Well, this is what clicked for me. Because when I got angry in this moment, this recent moment, the light bulb switched on. That's my, my snapping. It switched on. And, and what, our, what illuminated for me was, wait a minute. This anger, it might have been partially about losing her, but actually this anger had so much truth in it because the reality was, was my anger was about that she was leaving. That here we are, that we had this incredible, incredible week together. It was, it was so special. We fought, we made love. I mean, all of it. It was so special. Deep conversation, traveling together. I mean, it's, it's what I wanted. But what... What, what my rage expressed was that I don't want you to go. I don't want this, I don't, I don't want this relationship to be like this. This isn't what I want. For me, now there's people in the world that can do stuff like that. It just works out. It's part of their attachment style. It's, 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 it's what they learned growing up. They didn't quite get the connection they needed. And, then that's, and that works for them. They can do intimacy at a distance. But for me, I couldn't do that. For me, intimacy is something, it's an evolving, growing dynamic. That's, that's, for me, that's what I want. I can't do it any differently. And, or, or I can say I don't want to do it any differently. Um, and, and, and so her leaving, I mean, it was such a rupture. Not that she was, you know, not like, it wasn't a purpose thing. It was, it wasn't blaming her. It was this, the reality was that she, she had to go. And here we are parting ways once again. And this just destroys me. It, it's so much pain because it's another goodbye. And it's one where it's like, no, I want, I want this to continue. I want this time to, I mean, yes, I wanted that week, that next week by myself. But, but the, the point is, is I, I, even if it was by myself, I wanted to come back together. I wanted this to work. I wanted this to grow. This can't grow this way. It can't sustain this way. And so for me to really let myself be angry, what I realized is that what it would do was I would arrive to the truth that this isn't working for me, that this would then produce, it would create a conversation between us of what the hell are we doing? Which is what she would bring up. But for me, I was so afraid to have that conversation because I was so afraid of it ending. And that anger in me was this truth, was this genuine voice 
that deep down, intuitively, I probably knew that this, that we would, we would have to face this reality of either shit or get off the pot. We either, we either plan this and strategize this and we talk about making this work and how we're going to make this work and it's not some pie in the sky. Well, maybe, you know, kind of the ethereal, ungrounded, uh, um, you know, just conversation of, well, maybe. No, that didn't work for me. And that's what was going on in my anger. But I was scared to say that, not, again, not necessarily that she would go away. It was that this might have come to an end. And that pain, that's what I avoided, was this pain. That this doesn't work for me. There has to be way more intentionality. It can't be unpredictable in that sense. It can't just be like, well, whenever, we'll see. I can't do that. I couldn't do something just over the phone. It doesn't work for me that way. It's not my makeup. It's not my bones. It's not how I'm wired. And that's what I realized. And that clicked for me. And that resonated so strongly that I kid you not, that judgment went away because I I arrived at the truth. That, ah, I didn't see it at that time, but unconsciously I was holding back because had I entered into that emotion, had I given expression, had I, I breathed that, exhaled that out of me, I would have reached that. That would have been clear to me. That conflict would have been right there in that moment, out finally in the ring where I would have come to this conclusion for me that I can't do this, I can't hold on, I can't wait and hope. It's we got to put footwork to this. And that's what I realized. And that, for me, I, I, it settled me. And I could rest in that. I stopped judging myself because really what I was judging myself was, oh my gosh, you know, if I'd gotten angry, it would have continued. Well, it did continue. <laughs> it did. Even when we had a three-month breakup, she came back and it continued. It, like, it wasn't that. My anger was for me. It had to do with me realizing that what I wanted and what I wanted wasn't going to align. It wasn't going to, it wasn't congruent with the reality of this relationship. And I would have discovered that reality and that would have been painful. And that's what I kept avoiding for so long. And I remember saying that to her when, in the final breakup. If you were on board with this, if you were saying, all right, Let's get that ticket. I'm coming. All right, this isn't about seeing each other's countries and seeing if we want to live. No, this is about us just spending more time together. If, if you were on board, yep, I'm in. I'm good. But that wasn't the case. And it wasn't wrong on her part. And it wasn't wrong on my part. It just, that was the reality is that it didn't work. And so when I saw that, when I finally saw that, when I, and I stuck with it because I was, I was emotionally constipated. I was, I was, I was pretty plugged up. <laughs> I was, uh, those are some images, right? I was, I was, I was plugged up. I was stuck. And that judgment was keeping me stuck. And I fought through that and I got pissed at that. And, and I found the reality. I found my truth. And that, that brought me into this place where I felt free. I can accept that. I didn't screw up. I didn't fuck up. It wasn't, oh man, if I'd said that, I, she would have hung around. This would have continued. No. It might have actually stopped. It might have discontinued. It might have expired in that moment. And that's 
the reality. But instead, I was so afraid of loss. I was so afraid of losing. I was so afraid of, of um, experiencing that awful, excruciating pain of this dissolving, of this going away. And really, even underneath that was, I was afraid of encountering this deep, deep historical loneliness that lived in me that was created by my family, my parents, at a young age. That I was, I was so tethered to my ex and, and orbited around her. And I, I you know, the, the, as my therapist said, the, the, the sun set, set and rose um, to her. I, I revolve, uh, uh, again, I orbited around her. Because I was so afraid of experiencing that inner ache, that inner loneliness in me. And boy, even the, when that dissolved, when that finally ended, yeah, it's been painful. But man, man, have I been working some stuff out. And I, I tell you what, when I arrive at the truth, whew, it is a different ball game. I crack one over the fence and, and I run... <laughs> base to base and home, and it's, I mean, there is joy in that, even though it's painful. Boy, I tell you, there's there's this relief, there's this settling in that. So, um, I think that's it for this episode. Just so you know, this that's the theme. I hope we, again, I hope if anything we take from this is, is know when you're stuck, when you're congested, when something feels off, when you feel lost and confused, normally... We've gone away from our emotion. We've gone away from our truth. Gone away from what we're experiencing. We have to come back to that and find that. And usually we go away from that because we're judging ourselves. It's and and it's usually because we're so it's so um, fixated on the external and the other person's reaction that we we forget ourselves. We 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 go miles away from us, and we have to come back to our experience and our truth and what was going on in us. And whenever I do that, I I kid you not, hundred percent of the time. When I find my truth and what was really going on in me, without judgment, without this should and shouldn't and good or bad, I find it and I can rest. And on that note, everyone, till next time.